Hello and welcome to the Microsoft Channel Discussions podcast uh, by Tech Data. My name is Phil Clark. I'm an independent IT consultant working with Tech Data to try and explore some of the different aspects of Microsoft's channel and Microsoft's products, uh, interviewing various people from across the industry to try and get their views on it. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Ahini uh, from Tech Data, um, who works in the security practice and has got a lot of good opinions on uh, on how the different security aspects of the different cloud platforms work. Um, hi, Ahini, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Hi, Phil. It's good to be here. Um, so most people I would have thought um, have, have discussed with you uh, through tech data, customer forms and that sort of stuff. But do you want to just give a little brief introduction for people who haven't met you yet? Yeah, so I'm a solutions architect with the Tech Data Center of Excellence. I've been with uh, Tech Data for about 18 months. Uh, prior to that, I worked in, uh, in a uh, managed uh, security service provider, um, um, or in cyber defense. And before that, I worked for a value-added reseller called Ideal. Um, my, my whole career has been working with um, MSPs or MSSPs. So I think that's given me, that's given me a lot of uh, versatility working in different industries and learning, learning about requirements across for different kinds of customers. Um, so my, my background is, um, I really I came into security through the networking space. Um, having um, having had a networking background from working with uh, satellite networks to um, going to IP networking, and then you know uh, realizing that well, you know it's nice to keep everything connected, but you also need to keep it secure too. So, um, so I got into I got into that space uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and work with some of our. Uh, strategic partners, you know, and understanding their requirements, you know, setting up um, their infrastructure security, and then you know, going into operations and security monitoring, and then from there, yeah, um, you know, from there, uh, we we saw we saw the more of the importance of cloud, so we had to look into you know cloud security and see how do you you keep everything secure when it's not really on in any in a data center you can go to, so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so became more involved in um, and and thinking about cloud security, and then um, really moved into the the Microsoft space because that's where you know it it it, it was that was the easiest path for many of our um, our customers to migrate to. So I had to learn about um, Azure security and the, and the premises involved in in setting up um, um, a secure infrastructure, cloud infrastructure. Um, so I've been with the Tech Data Center of Excellence, and you know um, I work with the teams. We consult with partners, um, help them think about their security designs, and come up with the effective choosing the right solutions for their initiatives. I mean, it's a very trendy place to be security. Obviously, you know, every day there's something in the press about most recent hacks, etc. I mean, I can imagine you, you you're quite busy at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's there's never there's never a dull moment. Um, it's every day is a challenge. Um, and for me, what makes it more challenging is that security, uh, what makes it more challenging for me is that security is, it's, it's technological and it's human. And the, the human side really, uh, really intrigues me because I always have to think about what makes security effective for, for people to adopt. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the humans are always the failing point, aren't they? Computers are very reliable. Said no yeah. IT guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I think I, I think of I you know, we always think about you know, we always say, you know, don't trust the humans. Um, but I, I I try to think about how can we um the way I think about it is that how can we make um how can we make humans, how can we make ourselves part of the solution and not part of the problem? 
and so that's yeah. so that so that's what keeps keeps it challenging for me because it's 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 I'm, I I really believe in empowerment and making people comfortable with uh, with technology so they can make the right decisions. Yeah, well, and I, we should touch on that later on because I think security brings some quite interesting user experience issues, which um, <laughs> you know, I personally hate. But we'll, we'll talk about that later on. So, so Hini, I mean, obviously, you've got a really good, broad understanding of security and you know, specifically cloud security. I mean, Microsoft themselves, you know, aren't really a security brand. Clearly, they're very secure, but they're not really known in the sort of traditional uh, security aspect. I mean, what, what's your perception of? of you know the brand in the context of security and how all that hangs together so you you're right microsoft has not been um um seen as a traditional security player um but but that's that's really um that's really changed i mean you know even um that's really changed and the more i looked into it you know the more i got involved in um in looking into you know, Microsoft security, the more my, you know, the more my, you know, opinion changed because um, what many people don't know is that Microsoft has a security reference architecture, which contains every, which contains every single product and if you, that they have in their, in their security portfolio. And when you look into it, you realize that this is comprehensive um, for most businesses. This will, you know, this is comprehensive and they, they, they constantly add to it. Um, so traditionally, Microsoft isn't seen as a um, as a as a security player, but they are, and they've really been um, they've really been pushing that, um, trying to get that message across. I mean, Microsoft has, you know, they their their security investment is bigger than many cybersecurity companies. So their you know their security spend alone, I mean that you know um, what two years ago that crossed the ten billion dollar mark, and they will they've committed to spend a billion dollars. Um, on security, you know, year on year. I mean, that's bigger than many, you know, well, many times. In terms of R&D budget. Yeah, that, their Resist security money. spend will cover, yeah, that's, they, that's, they have made that commitment. So they, they are not, you know, they're not playing. Um, and, you know, they, they con that's why they constantly add to their um, security capability. So, I mean, the, 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 one of the things I, I avoid doing is talking about what Microsoft cannot do in security because once once I blink, you know they've got you know once you blink, they've got something you know they've they've answered that they've got a new capability available. So you know that's one of the things you you cannot underestimate them because they're totally committed to that space. And I've seen that, you know I've seen that commitment. And that's actually what makes me you know comfortable with um, with we're talking about Microsoft security because I've seen that they are actually dedicated to. Um, continuously, they have they put themselves in for the long game, and you know I think any any company who is you know considering uh, um, you know uh, improving their security stock need to think about uh, Microsoft as a, as a serious player because actually they'll be missing out. I think it's interesting because from a branding perspective, Microsoft are so enormous. They've got you know everything ranging from sort of Xbox to all sorts and. Security probably just gets a bit taken for granted, but you know it's clearly not you know a company that's turning over two hundred billion dollars. You know, security is going to be a small part of a, a bigger company, but it's still in isolation, mm -hmm. probably bigger than most of the players in the market, which is quite interesting. And I don't know how we how, how you'd ever fix that brand issue because I, I do think sometimes people don't take them as seriously as some of the the best of breed players. I mean, you you mentioned the security reference architecture in in your 
previously. Can, can you sort of explain what that is and, and what, you know, what are the main headings of that and how does it all hang together? Yeah, and you know, before I do that, you know, you mentioned something that Microsoft's such a big company, um, you know, having so many, so many different successful business units like you know, like Xbox and and three and you know, Office three six five and and so on. But actually, that 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 positions them to be really effective because they are baked into everyone's experience. So, <laughs> so they're you know they're they're really you know they're really in a they're really in, in that position to, I mean, who else is going to should give you, you know, security for your Windows environment? You know, those are the people who made it, right? And, and that and also gives them a really good perspective for getting data because, you know, security is a, is a human issue. Um, it's also a data issue. You know, it's, it's IT. So it really relies on the, on the data we generate and how we interact with that as well. And that fuzzy area between, um, between the information we receive and the kind of instructions that gets, you know, that get executed, that's that's the area where insecurity exists. And so they're always on the forefront. They're always on that, you know, on that on that line, that boundary point. And that's why really they're, they're the best place to do it. And I'm really glad that they've taken up that challenge because it's really been waiting for them for years. And I'm glad they stepped up to that. So, um, you know, with regards to the security reference architecture, it's I really advise you know um, customers partners to to look at that because you 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 get to see you get that panorama that ten thousand foot view of what Microsoft Security Universe looks like. Um, I know with um, with with some folks it may it may it may look a bit confusing just seeing every single well well seeing most of it because I'm I'm sure they couldn't even fit every single product into a single slide but you're seeing all their all their products on a single graphic. Um, can be a bit daunting for many people, um, but still good to look into it because there's a there's an easy way to understand security reference architecture. So if you take the, that security reference architecture, you can break it down into four um, into four key areas, and those four key areas um, are security initiatives for uh, for most for most most businesses I've worked I've, I've had to work with. Um, so one area that you can break it down into is productivity. So productivity, security, so things that have to deal with um, uh, endpoints and devices, so whether that has to do with Microsoft Endpoint Manager, you know, thinking about Intune and so on, um, whether that has to do with um, with uh, with our software endpoints in the cloud, so the software as a service. So we're thinking about uh, Microsoft uh, Defender for Cloud Apps, which used to be called uh, Microsoft Cloud App Security. Oh yeah, just an interesting area about Microsoft. Um, the the names change all the time. So every, I, every week, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> so if if it, if, it, if it feels like I've got like if it feels like I keep jumping between names, it's, it's not because I got like split personality <laughs> issues here. It's just you know the name change all the time. But I think about your your you know your software in uh, software in the cloud or um or 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 identity which is you know which really is central to um to user experience we're thinking about you know active directory on prem um security for active directory in the cloud azure active directory or just securing data so productivity security has to do with devices um applications and data 
that's productivity security. And you can find that's a that's just a, a nice corner of the reference architecture. Now we have to um, think about um, another way to think about the reference architecture to carve it up into an understandable corner is to think about infrastructure, um, infrastructure security. So our data center, um, the services in the data center, you know, and even the the APIs that are served up. So um, when we think about our data center, you know, um, it involves things like you know, like firewall, next generation firewall. Microsoft offers the, you know, the, the Azure firewall, which is uh, you know, which is a really scalable um, firewall that actually you know can give you huge scale over just running a firewall virtual appliance. Um, we, we can think about um, services like you know key management, or or other perimeter perimeter based. Um, security services so apart from firewalls well you got lots of firewalls well, they give the firewall manager um, you've got your web application firewall um, you have uh, DDoS protection um, you have um, remote access uh, protection like the Azure bastion um, so even other even other things like providing um, information um, information uh, backup so Azure backup you know disaster recovery so those services are are there for you know for your data center and the services within your data center, um, you know even um, secure connections so uh, VPN services as well. You can also you know bake that in, and that's another way to carve out um, um, a, a part of that reference architecture and break it down, um, because some security initiatives just need to deal with with that area and nothing more. Um, another area which has which has always been there, but has now stepped to the forefront for everyone is everyone actually um, has a requirement for having a day-to-day -day, um, understanding of their security posture um, of their um, of of the incidents or events happening within their uh, within the environment. So that's where we think about security operations, the day-to-day. Um, uh, you know the day-to-day -day understanding of where of where we are and what's happening in our environment, and Microsoft provides tools for that. And we're, that's where we think about um, uh, Microsoft Sentinel, uh, which is uh, Microsoft's cloud Microsoft's cloud native theme. We could spend you know <laughs> ages talking about that, you know, and you know my my heart is be rushing and beating about it. But yeah, we'll 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 spare for today. But then we have the entire. Um, Defender Suite, so that's Microsoft's XDR platform. So covering um, um, covering from our endpoints where we had Defender for endpoint, moving all the way to the cloud and all across um, all across those areas. We have you know Defender for servers, you know Defender for um, um, Defender for you know for DNS, Defender for anything like you name it, they defend you know they'll defend it. Um, Defender for for ARM. Um, 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 Defender for Identity that covers Active Directory, and so that entire suite, they, they you know, they they have um, uh, capability for that. Then Sentinel sits above that, taking all the def you know events from that and telling you what's going on. Um, apart from it telling you from a reactive perspective, you know, with Sentinel you can also be proactive and then look for things and and actually ask the question, okay, maybe Sentinel may not be telling me what's going on. Let me not assume Sentinel is telling me what, what's going on. Let me ask Sentinel um, what, based on the data I have, let's see what's going on. And that's what we call threat hunting. So from that, that's an operational security perspective. And we can carve out this, we area, as we say in Scotland, carve out this area and 
look at um, as our security operations. And that's quite simple to understand for many of our customers. Um, another area that's been, um, that's, that's emerging um, is operational, um, operational technology. So OT and IOT. So um, things like Defender for, for IOT, um, Microsoft has has that capability and allows us to you know passively take um, traffic um, from our OT network and then run de and run detections over it and that's um, that's an area that you know many folks actually don't realize that Microsoft has but they but they do have that area and it's part of the security reference architecture so I, would, I suggest everyone take a look and they honestly I I I challenge you know I, I challenge anyone to find an area in that find an area that's actually not covered by this stack. You know, something that's not covered by productivity, data center, operations, and 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 OT. And I will happily, you know, I would I would owe them a debt of gratitude because I do find for most of my discussions, it usually covers one of those four areas. That's, I mean, that's a really nice way of articulating it because obviously having those four main headings does show the breadth of it without diving into all the individual projects. But but like you say, have Becoming familiar with all of those products is quite difficult, especially if you're a partner who's not focused on security, but has to, you know, be able to articulate the full suite mm -hmm. of what Microsoft can do. And I suppose mm -hmm. I mean, you, know, you talked about the infrastructure, infrastructure security piece, which which is my background primarily, well, infrastructure and data centers, and and that would be where I would typically not see Microsoft as being particularly strong. And clearly, mm -hmm. there's always a balance between buying best of breed solutions and you know the the, the Microsoft branded solutions and, and in some cases, Microsoft might be best of breed, but you see the point I'm making. How how do partners make a decision about whether they're going to go all in with Microsoft or, or pick and choose niche solutions based on on their requirements? What would be your, your recommendations around that? Well, that, I mean, that usually comes down to a discussion where we look at the at the power of the platform versus you know the um, the the power of the product. So. Um, it's always that forest or the trees, you know, that forest of the trees. Are you are you going to run? Are you going to run with the? Are you going to walk with the forest and then get all that all the benefits from there? Or are you going to stick with a single product and then stitch your you know stitch your solution from there? And yes, they are best of breed you know solutions. You know, we would um, it would not be realistic to um, um, not to admit that they are best of breed solutions out there. But the benefit of of using Microsoft and the, the benefit I see for partners is you have this platform that which they have built and they continuously work to integrate their products you know together natively. Um, you know most products that Microsoft have, especially um, the um, the cloud-based platform, um, um, feed data into Microsoft's um, graph security API, so you can. You know, they you can take data from one platform and then feed it into another platform. Even integrate your own solutions into that, but it feeds the the rest of their their ecosystem, and you can get benefits from that across across security products. What well, what that means that it makes it easier for you to operationalize your data, so you can actually use um, you know uh, an alert coming in from uh, from you know Defender for Endpoint can easily flow into Sentinel. 
um, could flow into, um, could feed um, insights into the, uh, Defender for Cloud applications, could feed into um, your Defender for Cloud. Now, if you went with a best of breed solution, let's 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 you know, let's think about that because you would have to, you would yes, you would get your all the nice juiciness that comes with that, and you you're excited when you you know when you install that software and get that tool running. But then day two, you have to think, how do I make this talk to other stuff? <laughs> and if you if you've been through that experience of integrating your 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 tool with another another tool, you know that it's not the most straightforward thing. Like you can get cool things you you can get cool things going, but think about the amount of time you spend with that, the sleepless nights. You know, getting your engineer to understand, you know, that you know the code involved, and them cursing you for it. So you have to think about those things. That how fast does it get you to um, to a return on investment? Because that that time is, you know, that time is your productivity time. And how fast does it get you to a return on investment? How fast does it get you to you know to operationalizing your data and being able to use that? And with Microsoft Platform. You know, it, it gets you there really quickly. And so you have to think about the benefit of the platform and how quickly it gets you to a return on investment. Yeah, and, and I suppose, you know, in made up percentage, 80, 90% of the times, actually the Microsoft suite covers the bulk of the estate. And it's really people have got specific niche regulatory requirements or, 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 you know, specific things that they're worried about. That's the point at which a best of breed would be of interest, but actually most people probably could just do with the Microsoft stuff for their end, the standard end customer requirements. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most folks would, would sit quite well with that. So, I mean, I've worked in a, I mean, you know, worked in a, a large, you know, security team and, you know, for, I mean, the, so for the really niche niche stuff, you know, we would we would use niche tools. So, we, you know, we tend to use the tool for what, for what it required, but, you know, with, I mean, with customers that we work with, there were many customers we work with that would just be just fine, you know, just fine with the, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the tooling that they have. And, you know, for, I mean, I mean, for the, you know, for the security researchers and, and, uh, and folks who have to deal with very specific requirements, you know, you know, by all means, and everyone, you know, everyone has their, you know, their tool of choice that they would swear by, um, but not, you know, but not everyone, not everyone needs that. And, and Microsoft is really addressing the, you know the you know the the you know the ninety percent who have um you know who just need to get who just need to get work done who just need to get things done and they're really taking care of that and taking the complexity out of that you know you don't have to build a sandbox to be able to you know to test a bad URL you know you don't have to mm -hmm. you know you don't <laughs> you know you don't have to stitch together your own uh, detection solution but you just want things to work and that's what they're taking care of. How how often do you get into fights with people who are really religious about certain security brands, or the niche guys, or the traditionalists who just who think Microsoft aren't proper? Oh, oh man, um, you know the thing I love about security folks is that we are passionate about everything. So <laughs> there is no yeah. yeah there is there is no there is no the, day the anyone. <laughs> There's always someone out there waiting to take you on. <laughs> Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> um, so, 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 like a very specific, and I mentioned this at the top of the call, and I've been wanting to ask you because it annoys me. The whole multi-factor authentication thing gets right up my nose. Okay, and, and, and I'm, 
the probably the biggest issue I think most people have got with security is it can just be a pain in the bum. <laughs> uh, you know, MFA being a very specific solution, I think mm. you know it, it, there's got to be uh, a mm. better way to mm-hmm. get users to embrace security rather than coming up with the most complex thing where they have to stand on one leg and hop through five <laughs> hoops to get through to their systems they need access to the next day. I mean, let's pick on MFA specifically. I mean, have you got a view on where that's going? Because I think a lot of people get aggravated by that. So, okay. So, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll put up my hands. M- MFA sucks. Um, but hey, you know, passwords also suck as well. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you, you have to, yeah, password sucks. You have to remember a password for every, and this is how we live for ages. But you know, we, we... Well, if you not use the same one for every application, <laughs> Haney, you don't have to, it's easy. You're P4SS. Oh, no, I've oh, just told my... everyone my password. Oh, <laughs> so, I, I knew, and, and that's, you know, that's, those are the two things I talk about passwords. You know, you've, you know, you've got to, um, you have to remember it and, if you and if you got the wrong, you know, password hygiene, then you're you're in big trouble. And so you know, and so you know, for to make people more secure, you know, we we you know we we brought in MFA, and no one thanks you know no one thanks security folks for that. You see how thankless security you know <laughs> it's a thankless job. But but yeah, okay, and it's 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 difficult um, to go through an additional. It doesn't really bring. I mean, like you know. It doesn't really enhance the user experience because people just want to get, get access to their stuff, um, and that's you know that's a difficulty that you know MFA been there for years. Um, you know why haven't many? Uh, why did it take so long for many people to for many developers to integrate that into their you know into their you know into their software and their services because of the user experience? Why did and even when it's integrated, why why does it take users so many um, take them so long to actually turn it on? Or why do they have to be forced into turning it on? It's because of the experience. It it really, and so where where you know um you know folks at Microsoft and you know other organizations are really thinking about moving us beyond that, moving us beyond passwords, and you know even these days I dare say even beyond MFA. Um, so you know thinking about things like passwordless authentication. Um, um, the Microsoft Authenticator has re- has become has really become a you know a, a super a super app for um for that kind of solution so pa- using passwordless authentication taking biometric information um taking a, a knowledge-based code that's presented on, on on the screen um and that's really meant to enhance just give you that flow of experience so you're not you're not you know you know when you're stuck at the at the portal and you're thinking oh my goodness what's my password is it da 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 or da 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 you know and you're thinking what is it um also mfa is not as safe as it used to be because now we know there are commercial tools that allow um mfa you know mfa tokens to be fished um and we've seen high profile high profile incidents like that um, Uber and you know others will follow. Um, so we know that MFA is actually moving into unsafe territory because of the commercialization and commoditization of of um, attack um, attack tools um, to fish um, to fish from. So we're moving towards more fishless technology. So being able to use um, FIDO keys um, and um, so for those who are not familiar. Um, um, 
you, you can use a FIDO key, which is like a USB key. You can stick that in and that allows you to stick it into your, your device and that allows you, you know, to authenticate um, your identity. Um, and Microsoft's platform is, you know, is actually allows that to happen. So you can actually enable that in, in Azure for, and some, some of your services will uh, you know, allow you to use your FIDO keys. Um, your, your Windows devices um, support that as well. So we're trying to move away from a situation where we can, um, where 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 we're subject to um, you know to um, MFA demands to a point where you know you're aware you know you have your keys. I know we're back to physical devices again, but you know hey you know you know we have to think about um, what's the best experience and what gives you the best security for for that experience. Uh, exactly that. And I think if they could make the user experience a lot more seamless, like you say, passwords is exactly the same. It's all difficult and for good reason, because you've got to make it difficult for the baddies. But clearly, you know, there's got to be a balance. So, yeah, that's a, sorry, a little pet gripe of mine. I'm glad you uh, made me feel comfortable about where MFA is going, because it's got to be better than where it is today. A number of times I've not got my phone around and I can't get on a uh, drives me nuts. Um, I think we're pretty much timed out, but I mean, it's lovely to talk to you. And, like I said, you know, for those of you listening to this on podcast, I've got Heaney on video and uh, just watching him passionately talk about this stuff is, is really quite cool. So if, if you do need any advice on Microsoft security or security as a whole, you know, do reach out to, to Tech Data and Heaney specifically um, via CSP at techdata.co.uk. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll hook you guys up and, and you know, Heaney can give you some really good advice on, on how to best to engage. I mean, Heaney, from a... From a partner's, in summary, very shortly, you know, if, if partners needed to do one thing to better embrace security, what would that be? Have you got anything off the top of your head? Always think about Difficult the user. Difficult question to answer because it's such a big... Always, always, think, about always user, think about the user. Always think about what the experience would be like. And that, that experience determines whether they are going to adopt security or not. So always think about empowering the users to make the right decisions. Especially grumpy users like me, yeah? <laughs> you're not grumpy, Phil. <laughs> oh, you're sunshine. You know? I can just, I can see, see the light on coming from your face. <laughs> um, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time. Um, just to repeat, if anyone's got any questions about Microsoft security or, or Microsoft overall, um, please do get in touch with Tech Data at csp at techdata.co.uk. We're running these podcasts. They're coming out every couple of weeks between now and probably sort of the end of the year. So if you've got any questions or any feedback or any points you want us to cover off specifically, please do get in touch via that email address, repeating it, csp at techdata.co.uk. But for now, Ihini, it's been lovely to talk to you. Um, have a cracking weekend and uh, no doubt bump into you in the future. Thank you, Phil. It's been a pleasure. See you later. <laughs>